everyone and welcome to Get Your Mind Right Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, checking privilege. Check my privilege, okay? So before we begin, I'm going to give my disclaimer, which is that I am not here to offend any parties or individuals. I simply want to enlighten my fellow young people and help y'all stay woke. But hey, click off the podcast if you aren't ready to listen. Otherwise, stay tuned. All right, everyone. So before we begin, let's discuss what privilege is in the first place. Now, on its most basic level, um, according to Webster's Dictionary, privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. Since we have that overarching definition pat down, we can talk about the different levels and kinds of privilege that we see today. There's race privilege, there's class privilege, There's ability privilege and mobility privilege, age privilege, religious privilege, gender privilege, sexual orientation privilege, even citizenship privilege. So in 2020, I think the one I've seen like circulating most around social media uh, is white privilege. But it's important for us to realize that there are many, 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 many more forms of privilege that there are. For some reason, there's been a debate about like whether privilege is real or not, which is kind of idiotic especially because it's in the dictionary. But another reason it's idiotic is because you can't diminish someone else's experiences that you haven't experienced, which is why in effort to reduce the need for a debate, to the best of my ability, we're going to do a privilege check, okay? So I think I have 10. I have 10 little scenarios. And you can kind of listen to these scenarios, and I'll say whether in the situation... You most likely have privilege or don't have privilege in that situation. So, let's begin. There are many, many more other situations other than this. These are just the ones that I can think of at the top of my head. Let's first talk about situation number one. So, when you're shopping, have you ever been followed um, because an employee or manager in that department thinks you're quote-unquote suspicious? If so, you are not privileged in this situation. If this has never happened to you, then you probably have some sort of privilege. Hate to say it, but it doesn't really matter because you should be grateful. (laughs) Situation number two. When you're buying hair care products or cosmetics, are you ever concerned that a store doesn't carry your product or have products that don't match your skin complexion or hair texture? If this isn't the case for you, then you are probably privileged. Again, you shouldn't feel defensive about this. It's a sucky situation but you know some people are more disadvantaged than others and it's up to you to figure out what you can do about that situation number three when wearing religious garments have you ever been fearful that someone may terrorize you harass you bully you or ridicule ridicule you for practicing your faith i think this applies uh, mostly to islamic and muslim um, people because christians don't really face this at all because they are the privileged religion in this context. So if you are Christian, you're privileged in that aspect. Situation number four, are you ever worried on a daily basis that you or a family member could be deported? Now, we all know like what I'm talking about. We're talking about citizenship versus 
immigrants, and that's very broad, meaning that you could even go into undocumented immigrants, but I'm just talking about immigrants more specifically. Being an American comes with several privileges. I mean, I think it's one of the most underrated things. People talk about all the time how much they hate America, yet we have so much. Which kind of brings me to my next scenario, okay? So for five, you can run for a political office to serve your community. I think this is something that's taken for granted a lot. Um, One of the ways you can change things happening in your communities locally and nationally and at the state level is by running for an office and being able to represent those in your community. And this is up for debate, really, but immigrants aren't able to do that. And I know that hurts a lot of people that are immigrants because they'd love to have the opportunity to stand up for a country that they love, especially people that have been here um, since they were children. It's kind of disappointing, but that's how our constitution is. Um, Number six, you don't get to act, dress, or talk as you choose without it being a reflection of people in your race or sexuality. Meaning a white person, let's just say, is talking a certain way, dressing a certain way, acting a certain way. They don't stand as representation for all white people. When you turn that in reverse to, let's say, a um, homosexual male, that homosexual male may talk and act a certain way. But he now stands for all homosexual men in any um, situation, whether it be at work or at any other event, he represents all homosexual males. And that necessarily isn't fair for that homosexual man because he should be able to act and dress the way he pleases. So there is a form of privilege there. And if you don't experience that, I can tell you even as a black woman, it's kind of annoying having to represent an entire group wherever you go. You know, sometimes you just want to be yourself. And you got to realize there is a form of privilege there. You may not experience that, meaning that you are privileged in that sense. Number seven, do you have to fear getting fired or discriminated because of your sexuality? Yeah, you could also say race as well. Um, You could say race as well. Race or sexuality. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's more involving like religion and even immigration status. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't have to fear necessarily, but there people, people that are in that disadvantaged position do fear um, losing their careers um, over something as unsubstantial and irrelevant as their skin color, their sexuality, or um, their religion or religious views. Sadly, that is on the list, and that is something that um, disadvantaged groups feel. So I think that if you disagree with this, the best approach would be to talk to someone who actually feels this way first before saying, oh no, this is a lie, or this isn't right. Instead of being defensive about the situation, since you don't experience the situation, you should talk to someone who does. I think that's the best way to handle this. Number eight. Now, this, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be offensive, but this is, a, this is a blatant question, okay? Did mommy and daddy break the bank to help you get where you are? I mean, a better question is, if you're a student right now, are you working right now to pay for things that you need? Now, I'm not coming for anyone, but this is a question about class. I mean, if, you, if you're working hard and doing what you need to do and still being successful, that should be celebrated. If you're having help along the way, that's also great. Your success is no smaller than anyone else's, but there is a certain privilege there. 
you have to admit that there is a privilege there. Um, 10. Do you have to worry about being a token friend, coworker, or worse, partner? Ooh, yeah, you don't want to be a token partner. That is a thing. When I say token, I mean you speak on behalf of the group. I can use myself as an example. So let's say something happens in the community where um, another black woman is involved in. Let's say I'm in a group with just all Caucasian people and they are wondering, you know, why this one African-American female had reacted in a certain way. So instead of, you know, maybe crowdsourcing or Googling, they decide to ask me as if I know everything about everyone. It's an uncomfortable position to be in, and I don't think that you should do that if you're in this situation. I think you should. Mm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask that one person for um, a specific situation to say, hey, I was talking to a couple friends and I just want to understand more, or I want to understand XYZ about a specific situation. And if you come from a place from understanding, I think people would be more accepting, accepting of what you have to say next. But I think that when people say, hey, you're black, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the other black person did X, Y, Z. Or if you say, hi, you're homosexual, so you know all about homosexuals. You also know that homosexual. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't know all homosexuals. I don't speak on behalf of all homosexuals. Another, another common thing to say, that people say is, oh, I'm not racist. I have a black best friend. Oh, I can't be racist. My cousin's girlfriend is black. And that's, that's not acceptable. It's not cool. Like I said, coming from a place of understanding will work wonders. The next is that you can turn on the television and see people that represent you accurately be depicted on television stereotypes are everywhere biases are everywhere misrepresentation is everywhere for disadvantaged groups mainly um, meaning latinx groups black groups muslim groups um, gender wise sometimes class definitely nothing else comes to mind right now but there are many many more times where people of different um socioeconomic categories and other disadvantaged positions are misrepresented in cinema. Basically, what you should take away from all those scenarios is that the way you should go about these situations, like I said, is coming from a place of understanding instead of defense. But thank you for listening.